My path, it's right here and I'm on it I'm moving along best as I can Try as I will to control it Some things get out of hand But I'm strong as I am at this moment And I'm happy to be here So I'll take time to savor this season Make time to hold a good friend Pull me a long draft of cider Some things I'll never forget Like when I see your pretty face smiling Man, it's as good as it gets Pour me a hot cup of coffee I just might get up and Welcome to Boise Song Talk. I'm James Coverly Smith. Give me just a second, set this guitar down if you would, please. Thank you. Tonight, we're on location in the beautiful, rugged mountains of Idaho. I once asked tonight's guest, are you a songwriter, a storyteller, an author? folk singer what are you she said all of that to find out what she means let's go over and meet tonight's special guest the legendary two-time Grammy nominee Rosalie Sorrells Rosalie Sorrells all right my young friend thank you very much for having us into your home we appreciate it thanks for coming all right my friend in this segment part of the things i'd like to to do is is sort of cover your career highlights awards people who were had a lot of impact on you along the way now by my count you have over 20 albums probably closer to 30 when we account ones that you were involved with your first albums you did back in the early 60s, and then you had two Grammy nominations in 2005 for My Last Go Around, and 2008 for Strangers in Another Country, Songs of Bruce Utah Phillips. That is a long span of time from the early 60s to winning Grammys very recently. Uh, excuse, I nomination. I know. <laughs> I know. You continue to tell me. Yes. So my question is, when you have a body of work that's so amazing like that, when you get Grammy nominations for two of the twenty-plus albums, how does you? How do you feel about that? I, I was tickled pink to, to get nominated. I didn't expect to be nominated, let alone win a Grammy, particularly not for uh, uh, the, the first time, because it was a, an odd album. It was all kinds of 
different spoken word and, and uh, it, it just, I, I guess maybe I got nominated because it was so odd or something. <laughs> it's a lot of what your art is yeah. in that help. Yeah. Spoken word and performance. Yeah, and it was it was certainly very heartfelt, and, and uh, I I just uh, I was just surprised. How do you find out that you're nominated for a Grammy? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I mean, they they it's a big deal when it happens, yeah. and, and they and they keep it all cool before nobody can find out who it is. Yeah. And uh, I, was just, I was just dumbfounded. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. You had quite a, that was a live concert, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And everybody, his dog was there. It's a really great cast of characters. It's a wonderful, wonderful album. Yeah. And, and it, again, the fact that it did contain your spoken word as a number of your other albums do as well, I think was just great. So you didn't see that coming at all? No. I couldn't believe it. How about the next one? How about 2008? Did you see that one coming? Well, a little bit more because it was uh, uh, a tribute to Bruce Phillips and, and uh, I could see that, and it was a damn good album. I mean, it's really well put together and, and uh, Really good musicians on it, and everything. And so, so I could, I could more see how that would happen. Mm -hmm. I really couldn't see how the other one happened. <laughs> I thought it was really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was, I just was curious about that because, to me, there are so many great albums that you've done. My feeling could be. You know, you might look and go, well, gee, why this one? It could have been any number of them. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so interesting, that, that it would happen for a particular one. Because to me, when I look at your art, it just happens to be that those two got, got the Grammy nomination, which is an extraordinary honor. But all the others are such treasures, too. Mm -hmm. They are. So, all right. Well, I, I want to interject something there. Interject away. Because one of my great mentors and, and great friends was Malvina Reynolds. I don't know what you know about her, but she got known for things that were certainly nothing wrong with them, but, but they were inconsequential compared to the body of her work. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, a poem she wrote. It's called The Soul Book. You have been directed to look inside yourself for the meaning of life, for your soul. You may find nothing there, because the soul is not inherent. The soul is something we accumulate in the course of living. Living means love. Living means work and conflict. How can you love if you do not face and resist the forces of destruction? Such a course requires courage, and courage is a true value. 
How can you live if you do not create in return for the sustenance you need? This requires effort, and effort is a true thing. It is the source of food and beauty, and in its use of a resilient mind and body. The valid community is mutually supporting. You are not alone. You are nothing alone. Living together, working, communicating has made us what we are, a meaning in the monster cities of our times. Communities disappear. People are alien to one another. The system of values of now prevents us from helping one another. I believe that a new community is appearing. It is smothered many times by the establishment, but it is bound to grow again. Conversation is thinking in its natural state. Thinking is the conversation within us. Words distinguish us from the blessed beasts. Words began in human beings in the process of transforming gregariousness into cooperation. But words corrupted to manipulate others for selfish purposes are as poisonous as polluted waters. Living is the process of becoming. It is all that went before in the direction in which it is going. The soul is not an inner pearl. It is a patina created as an individual functions in community, not knowing people called it God. For it was not in the unique self nor in the world, so they could not explain it. The soul is a function of communal being. Malvina was a communist. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me some more about Malvina Reynolds. She was a, a big influence on you. I mean, oh, yeah. Tell me some more about her. Where she on the, Where did she live? Where'd she lived in California. She was born in California. She was born in L.A., I think, and she lived in, in San Francisco or, well, Berkeley most of the time that I knew her. Uh, you did a, an album of her songs. Oh, you damn well betcha. I'll do another one, too, if I get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was one of a kind. There's, there's nothing to compare her to. She was uh, extraordinarily kind and, and very smart and, uh, and concerned for humanity and, and uh, often uh, just despairing whether or not anybody would ever notice what was wrong and fix it or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, she cared about everyone. She was, she was uh, incredibly kind, but never s soppy about it. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a minute here, and um, I know there are, this does not encompass all your career highlights, because I just know it, there are a lot more. But we just touched, we had touched on the New Pork Float Festival, your first big gig, major, geez, your Grammy nominations. You also authored at least two books, and you wrote the introduction to your mother's book. You also wrote wonderful liner notes on albums. 1990, World Folk Music Association, Kate Wolf Award, 1999, 
National Storytelling Network Circle of Excellence Award. Oh yeah, that was great. Go ahead, tell me about that one. Well, I, I really appreciated that people recognized me for being a storyteller. And that was very unusual for someone who was thought of as a singer to be recognized that way. You once said to me, you, you said, I view myself more as a storyteller than a songwriter or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the to me... song is part of the story. Uh-huh. I think you're a master storyteller. I mean, truly. <laughs> Thank you. Truly, you are mesmerizing. I've seen you in concerts. Uh, I first saw you down in uh, L.A. County at the uh, Bodie House concert. Oh, yeah? Yes. And I was watching you. It was right before I moved to Boise. I was watching you do your show. And I hadn't seen you before. And you were telling a story before the song. I was so caught up in it that once you started singing, I, I was like, oh, oh, that's right. Oh, there's songs too. <laughs> I mean, really? And, and uh, no, you're a mesmerizing performer. You are a master. <laughs> I get a little choked up. Um, I saw you again, I think it was the same year, at the Vancouver Folk Alliance. You were getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, I love the Vancouver people. You came that out. The guy who runs that festival is really great. Yeah? Gary Crystal, yeah. Well, they must have thought you were really great giving a Lifetime Achievement Award. You came out on that stage and you played a Guy Clark song, Old Friends, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, they shine like diamonds. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? What? What shines like diamonds? His that songs? Song. Yeah. Old friends, my God, they shine like diamonds. Yeah. Old friends, you can always call. Old friends, you can't do without them. Don't you know it's old friends, old friends after Well, you came out and did that, and you were playing guitar, and the way you did it, the guitar was so spacious. It was captivating. All right. Now back, you interrupted me on my awards list here. All right. Uh, okay, so we had the uh, uh, national, what I'll say the one, National Storytelling Network Circle of Excellence Award. They said, for exceptional commitment and exemplary contributions to the art of storytelling. 2000, Doctor of Fine Arts from the University of Idaho. 2001, Boise Peace Quilt Award. Yeah. What is, tell me about that. What is that award? Oh. I should know, but I... Well, it's a bunch of women who really care about peace mostly uh, and are mostly uh, pretty left-wing in their perception of everything. Uh, and uh, they just pick a woman every year that they think has uh, uh, contributed to whatever they think is important, and they make... There's a lot of them. Sometimes there's 25 and sometimes there's 50 or 60. And they all get together and they make a peace quilt mm. for this person, whoever it is. And, and, and sometimes it's an organization mm. or sometimes, you know. And, and they're beautiful and they made one for me. Nice. And it hangs somewhere. I can't remember where it's hanging. All right. <laughs> but okay. uh, it, it was really neat. Tell me about the Santa Cruz scrapbook. Oh, 
you have, well. You have a scrapbook. There's a museum or something in Santa Cruz? Mm -hmm. Well, it's at the university. It's a university museum. Yeah. And there's a scrapbook of yours there? Mm-hmm. I think you said to me once, all the other stuff, I don't know what happens to it, but I want to keep track of that scrapbook. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, that's a pretty neat, neat thing. All right, let me try this, my friend. I, there were so many people that you encountered in your amazing career that's still going. I'll just name off some names and you give me some, some little feedback. Let's say uh, Pete Seeger and Peggy Seeger. Huh. There's more Seegers, you know. There's Charles. <laughs> I need your help. This. Oh, well, I admire Pete Seeger more than almost anyone. And, uh, but I was always too shy to, to uh, really... He isn't easy to get acquainted with either. He looks off into the distance if you go to tell him how great you think he is. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, and looks like, oh God, make them shut up, make them stop. <laughs> I see. Uh, he, he doesn't like to have anybody uh, going on and on about how great he is because he wants to go on and on about how great life is and, and the human condition and all that. He's really wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, very influential guy he was. The, the only reason is. I think I got to know him very well is because I was got I was friends with a whole lot of other people in his family. But mm -hmm. the, but the one who really did it the most was his father, Charles Seeger, who is who is just uh, <laughs> you know just somebody else. I mean. I guess he probably can't be alive anymore. I think he was 96 the last time I saw him, and it was, it was quite a long time ago. Uh -huh. But, but uh, I wanted to get to know him. So I just marched up to him and I said, you're Charles Seeker, aren't you? And I said, I'm a big fan of yours. And he said, why, do you know my son? And I said, well, yeah, but that's not why. What was he known for? He's a great educator. He's a ah. fantastic educator. And and, uh, and he wrote a whole lot of stuff about all kinds of why folk music is important and why you should pay attention to it. And, and he really knew why. And, and, uh, and then there's just a whole lot of other stuff that I can't even hardly understand that he knows all about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's, you know, mm -hmm. he's really, really a an incredible intellectual and, and, yeah. uh, and a very uh, persuasive uh, political entity. Interesting. How about Studs Terkel? Oh, Studs. So wonderful. <laughs> he interviewed you 20 plus times. He had, Studs Terkel, see, I learned about him speaking with you. I went and researched him, which is, again, what I hope people will do from these shows is there's such a wealth of information uh, Studs Terkel was an incredible guy. He did tons of interviews. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> he, he That's what he does. Took, he took a shine to you. He interviewed you a lot. Was that helpful to you then? Sure. Why wouldn't it? I mean, by, that, by the time he interviewed me the first time, he, was, he had the, the real hold on the Chicago uh, uh, scene, and, and he was politically really interesting. He, he 
he interviewed a whole lot of fantastic people, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and he's a really good writer. I mean, you should just read yeah. any number of his books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, How about Towns Van Zandt? Towns? Yeah. How about Towns Van Zandt? <laughs> I don't know. Did you uh, ever tour with him or play with him? Or, did, sure. Didn't you cross? Well, how so? What do you mean? Well, I'd go anywhere Towns wanted me to go. <laughs> he's, he's, he's wonderful to get on the stage with and, and, and sit and bet stuff back and forth. And If you didn't want to go and hear Towns sing, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and he writes incredible stuff. And, and uh, I mean, you ought to be nuts if you don't like Towns fans. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> So you did shows together? Is a that... few, not not mm -hmm. a lot, yeah, because sure. he, he lives sure. far away from sure, where sure. I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I knew about him for a long time yeah. before I even got to meet him. I, uh -huh. He's really good friends with Jerry Jeff Walker, and Jerry Jeff and I were really close friends. And, mm -hmm. and uh, that's how I met him, because mm -hmm. he lives down there, and I live up here. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I just wouldn't. And a lot of people wouldn't think to put us on the same show, which is dumb, because we really did good shows together. Sure. And, uh, and uh, I mean, people get it in their heads that you're this and that, you know. And, and, and mm -hmm. it, so, well, you wouldn't, Towns wouldn't like her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's mm -hmm. a woman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How about Bruce Utah Phillips? You two did a lot of things together. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about him and what you would do. It's hard to tell you a little bit about him. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, you have an album of, of his songs, and maybe that's the best way to, to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, but I recorded something that he wrote on nearly every album I ever did. I mean, and several things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I did a whole lot of stuff with him. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And uh, we didn't always get along very well together. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> I knew him. He lived in Salt Lake City. And, and uh, uh, I think he had a bad attitude toward women. It took him a long time to uh, learn how to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he, he could say some pretty arrogant, stupid stuff. <laughs> and forget that he was talking to a woman. Uh, and th then he'd, uh, you know, talk to you like you had some sense or something if he forgot he was a woman. <laughs> he was... He was married to at least three friends I really loved, and, and he was just awful to every one of them. Is that right? Jeez. I'll be dead. Yeah, he was. Hmm. He oh, okay. Not well, on purpose. Well, he had no idea he was being awful to him. Hmm. I'll be dead. Well, how about uh, Dave Van Ronk? Was he an okay guy, or was he a bad oh, guy, too? Oh, I adored Dave Van Ronk. Tell me. There's nobody better than Dave Van Ronk. Tell us about him. I don't know much about him. I need to know more. Tell me a little bit about him. I know you can't tell me a little, but... No, take a long time to tell you yeah. anything about Dave. I... Gee. Now, he was a gentleman. Okay. <laughs> he, he never downplayed women. Good. <laughs> he never thought you were a, a, a woman just because you were pretty or something. <laughs> 
He would like to know if you could open your mouth and say something intelligent. And nice. Then, and then yeah. he would tell everybody you just did that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you did some shows with Ramblin' Jack Elliott, too. I did a lot of shows with Ramblin' Did you do Jack. a lot? Huh. Ramblin' Jack Elliott and I are almost the same person. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, we're a lot alike. Happy dang. Interesting. I love Jack, too. He's just wonderful. See, these are so... You're, you're just, I mean, all of these names, and I know there's many others... It just shows this where you were, all these places you've been. These are these are major, major <laughs> people, as you are, and it's 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 very fascinating to me. All right. You got Hunter on that list? Yeah, we oh. talked a little bit about Hunter, but we didn't cover enough. Give me a little more Hunter before we have you do a song and take us out. Well, probably I just I, he had a big influence on the way I think about things, probably. Uh, when when I met him, he was he, he spent a whole lot of time with a, a friend of his who I also really liked a whole lot, Oscar Acosta, and uh, he was in the process of discovering what a good writer he really was. He had he had no opinion about that. Uh, in terms of ego or anything like that. He just realized he could make people change the way they thought. And uh, and Oscar had a lot to do with that, too. And it was really interesting to see somebody who was so brilliant and so really good at what he did uh, have such an open mind. Mm -hmm. What sparked you to do what you did all these years. How did you, what was I had your... five children had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> in it for the money, huh? I, yeah. I didn't like being married, so I had to do something else. Fair enough. <laughs> just drew it out of a hat, huh? I guess I'll just be a folk singer and just jump into the thick and become a master storyteller. Uh, why not? You know, the other thing was something else. All right. Um... We've got about a, a couple of minutes. You want to sing us a song, take us out? You got one of those beautiful Rosalie Sorrell songs? Doesn't even have to be beautiful. It can be mean-spirited if you want. If you love me, if you love, love, love me, plant a rose for me. If you think you're going to love me for a long, long time, plant an apple tree. The sun will shine, the wind will blow, the rain will fall and the tree will grow. And whether you comes or whether you goes, I'll have an apple and I'll have a rose and they'll be lovely to bite on and nice to my nose. And every juicy nibble will be a sweet reminder of the time you loved me. And planted a rose for me and an apple tree. <laughs> Beautiful. Malvina Reynolds wrote that. Oh, is that right? Yes. Give me another song. <laughs> I'm tired of talking. I just want you to sing to me. What else you got for me? Hmm. What kind of a song you want? Mm, whatever you feel like. <laughs> 